Welcome back. On this episode, we have Devin Smiley, professional BMX rider. Uh, he's just getting into drifting in the last couple of years, and I thought it'd be cool to have him on and talk about kind of what what the allure is from BMX to drifting, because there's so many people who go from BMX to drifting, or at least do BMX and also drifting. Um, and uh, he's a funny dude. He's got some good stories. Uh, I enjoyed it. I hope you do too. Check this one out. This episode is brought to you by Flock Manufacturing. Do you want Jason Bostrom's car on your Crocs? Yeah, why wouldn't you? You shouldn't go outside if you don't have that. You shouldn't step foot in your car if you don't have that. You want the best throttle control in the game? You need Jason Bostrom's car on your Crocs. It's a done deal, right? Go buy one. Uh, if you use the code GOODEST, you get 20% off. And they got all kinds of other stuff too. They got like Kazuya stuff. They have my friend Sally's stuff on there. There's like some anime stuff I don't know anything about. Um, but again, code goodest. There's also going to be links to get you the site and all the things. And uh, that was a work notification. So I have to go back to work now. Dude, so uh, yeah, I I realize I like no fucking zero about BMX. I know nothing about you. And uh, I was like, I was scrolling. I was like, oh shit, we're gonna do this fucking podcast. I should probably like learn a little bit about this dude. So I was like, <laughs> scrolling through your IG, and it's just like nothing but like fucking insane clips. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know nothing about this dude. Uh, what I did see was like, I saw a clip of you riding a like a 250, like yeah, the two smoker. Yeah, and I was like, okay, shit. So like, you know, you've been doing like motor stuff a little bit. <laughs> Um, you're good. Uh, you can do whatever. It's all good. Yeah, this isn't like a serious thing. Yeah, we're relaxed over here. Fuck yeah, yeah. You'll probably see my girlfriend and our dog in the background eventually. So. <laughs> yeah, same. We got three pups running nice. around the house. What do you got? Uh, three and a half pound Chihuahua. Uh, like 70 pound shepherd mix. I don't, we actually don't know what she is. She keeps failing DNA tests or blood work tests or whatever. Yeah. And then recently Haley brought home a, uh, like a blue pit bull from oh. the kill shelter. He was, uh, they're all rescue huh? dogs. Nice. Yeah. And a little tiny apartment too, but they're good. We can ask for better dogs, honestly. Yeah. Our, our dog's just a puppy right now. And he's like, he's like six months old. And I think he's going to be, we think he's gonna be like 80 pounds and we have we definitely have like a small apartment so what kind of dog is he uh it's a bernie's mountain dog and poodle mix yeah <laughs> he's gonna <Yeah>. be big <laughs> yeah he's like full-size poodle i think yeah nice my That's girlfriend awesome. my girlfriend needed a uh hyperallergenic so we oh dang really go that route but i got you yeah you yeah. got your hands full with a puppy for sure i would imagine yeah um so I saw I saw that I saw that clip of you like on a 250, right? And it was like uh you were saying you you had to sell your old 250 to pay rent, like moving to California. Like where are you oh, from, yeah. man? So I grew up in Georgia, like a little bit northeast of Atlanta. And uh I was originally born Northern California, like Mountain View area. Oh shit. And then parents moved me to Georgia when I was like one. So my whole life I was pretty much in Georgia until about 18 or 19 and uh at 18 I got like my first offer to ride for felt bikes professionally and I was like 
there was not really much yeah. of a i mean there was a bmx scene but for like productivity wise and like getting out there and trying to get noticed like it seemed like it was the best move to move to california and i'd like always kind of wanted to live here anyway so just made sense yeah so you you just like at 18 like how old were you when you moved out here i was i just actually 18 going on 19 i moved like in september and my birthday was coming up in november but um i actually like had a knee surgery and uh when i woke up from the knee surgery i noticed i had like a bandage on the wrong knee and uh turns out that they started <laughs> surgery on the wrong knee and i had like five doctors come in like pre-surgery like yo all right what are we doing we're doing surgery on your right knee and i was like yes my right knee and then like they drew and drew a bunch of stuff on my knee so i mean i didn't see how things could go wrong but when i woke up like i was like what is this and my dad was just laughing like yeah they started on the wrong leg and we we're like what and the uh like one of the nurses came in and was like, we're so sorry. And she gave me a free chicken sandwich, Chick-fil-A coupon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Get the fuck out of here. They're like, oh, yeah, here yeah, you go. It's a true story. I'm not lying. And then uh, my <laughs> mom pretty much owned a bike shop from, she started it when I was about like five for, I was racing BMX at the time. And it basically like continued into freestyle, then mountain bikes, and then, one of the last locations she was like doing kayaks and all kinds of outdoor sports stuff. But Sick. the building she was renting it from was actually uh, like a, a lawyer had his office in the back. So our service station was like right by where his desk was. And I came in limping, whatever, and like told him the whole story. I was like, yeah, like <laughs> they started surgery on the wrong knee. And he immediately was like, that's malpractice. Like, do you, do you want, do you want a lawsuit? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, uh like i never imagined i like sue someone or whatever but um he ended up going about it and like i didn't really ask for too much i probably could have asked for a lot more but like i ended up settling for like 10 grand and he got a third of it so i was like 18 with just seven grand out of nowhere and i was like this is cool <laughs> so took that moved to california i wasn't making much at the time and uh within like a few months of living there like that was pretty much all gone so yeah. i uh i ended up having to sell my past bike i had like a 2007 kx250 and it was like from a buddy that raced so it was all like full built and everything it was yeah. such an awesome bike i loved it got hurt on it a lot though so i kind of like stopped riding it anyways but that ended up going to rent money and uh yeah it was a little while where funds were tight you know it was definitely tough trying to make it out here in a way you know yeah what's that what's that look like i mean you you came out here already like to ride pro and then it just like does it like take time to like get to the point where you have yeah sponsorship where you can like actually get by or it's definitely um kind of like a a risk taking factor to it um you're not guaranteed anything of course and uh like i think i was only making like 500 dollars whenever i moved there and it's like so i was living off of that and whatever money i had from the lawsuit and uh 
like if you could find a room super cheap then like it's a lot easier to go about it but i think i was paying 800 a month and then whatever food and gas on top of that it's pretty much like i was like after six months i was about yeah i was pretty broke i ended up like having to ask my parents for like 50 bucks for gas one day and i was like this is terrible and then like a couple weeks after that i ended up getting an offer from fly bikes which is the company i ride for currently and then also got put on pro for osiris shoes so that became two more checks so that kind of stabilized me a little bit more so i could live out here longer and uh kind of keep pursuing my dreams and passion you know yeah that's huge man i can't yeah, i can't it's, like <laughs> it's like hard to go it's hard to i'm it's probably like a big motivator to go ride when you don't know where your next check's coming from and stuff yeah for sure it's uh oh man yeah it's one of those things where like as rough as it was like i wouldn't change anything about it how it came about but so yeah. to be patient really yeah i can't imagine <laughs> yeah was that like was it like good motivation to like ride more or was it yeah i mean especially at that age when like, you get your first pro check it's kind of like you feel on top of the world so you just want to keep grinding in a way and then the next offers that came through was just even more of a push to kind of get out there more and it it wasn't like i wasn't doing stuff before or whatever but yeah it just that was kind of the moment where it was like all right yeah this is it like i'm gonna put everything i got into it really yeah i mean i can only imagine how many people there are like in drifting for example there's there's only i don't know there's only so so few people who actually can survive on yeah. going drifting and then the amount of people who like drift and spend a bunch of money on it is huge and then like bmx like there's a lot of people who don't put a ton of money into it but no one's making money you know like yeah it seems like similar industries in a way like you have so many people that are into it and do it because they love it but like they're also investing a lot of themselves into it just to yeah. like be able to do it like, I've always been kind of curious about that with drifting. Like, I'm sure, like, the pro FD guys kind of, like, I'm sure there's a little bit of money in there. But at the same time, like, I know how much money it takes to get to that point. So, it's, like, you, it's, it you'd seems be surprised. like. Like, we got, we have homies who, you know, went to pro one and they're, like, coming like, it's, yeah, it's not a, it's, it's not a, it's not a. It's not a pass for the broke, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I see that. So it's like similar to motocross racing in a way. Yeah. I mean, to be to be totally honest, like two of my teammates. Okay, so one of my teammates was in FD, Ryan Cotto, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he he had like a little help from his family and he like lived at home and you know, he was young, so he still had like those years. So he was like grinding it out and um he had he had some support but not, it wasn't like a full ride pretty much. So like he's putting in money every year just to go drive professionally. Yeah. Uh, And like, he did that for like a few years and it was just like, it just never, like, even if you're qualifying high, doing well, like you never get 
the it's, endorsements that like yeah. the top three you're not guys getting get. the return of what you're putting into it at all yeah there's like no roi <laughs> uh we have like a few friends that have went through that like my other two teammates julian and jason right they they had their pro license and they were building their cars and like yeah i mean neither of them have like a lot of support uh financially and it was just like they did everything they could and you know the cars got crazier in the year that it took them to build their cars and then by then it's like they're already behind it's 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 pretty yeah. wild. So are they just kind of like still just doing it for fun, basically? Or yeah, I mean, I I'd say they got the better end of the deal. Like, you know, they've shipped their cars to Japan and back, yeah. and you know, we get to go like drive all over the world and stuff, and it's low pressure and can't really complain. I mean, it's you gotta spend some money, but yeah, you know, you just set your life up so that that's how it is. Yeah, you're getting experiences that like a lot of people will never get in their life kind of thing too. Yeah. So it's kind of what's it worth to you in a way? Yeah. I mean, I just, instead of trying to turn it into a job, I just, just, I was like, fuck, I need money to do this and I'm not going to stop doing it. So yeah, like, I got to get like this other job and I got to like get this certification or get this or whatever so I can make more money. Yeah, definitely. I get that. Yeah. I mean, like, how did you, how did you, I feel like it's so interesting because I feel like there's so many people from BMX who like get into drifting and they're just like good right away. Like not, you know, not like amazing, <laughs> but they like, yeah. they skip like two years of like sucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I owe it all to the simulator stuff. I like, yeah. yeah Cause I like, it's kind of weird how I got into car stuff in the first place too because uh i was actually living with my grandparents at one point because luckily they live pretty local um they're in like laguna hills area so there was like a time where i actually had like uh falling out with my roommate so i was homeless in a way so they were kind of like my fallback plan and they helped me out and uh they had a g35 sedan at the time and they were, it was manual and they're like we're going on 80 years old at the time and they were like yeah we don't really want to like drive manual anymore so they sold it to me for like super cheap and they were the original owners um and i didn't know anything about the car i was just like yeah this thing's way faster than my g20 or whatever <laughs> like so i drove that around for a while it took me a year before i realized there was traction control on it and uh, <laughs> started just like slinging it in the rain and like kind of messed with it a little bit from that and uh kind of was like playing forza that doing that whatever and uh ended up investing a little bit into just a little logitech steering wheel setup and after watching like a bunch of videos on people driving a set of like i ended up getting a pc last year and so now i got like that's what that whole little setup thing is hiding back there got, like the handbrake and everything for it but did that with vr and everything and that's just kind of like gave me a better idea i guess it, it, i mean it definitely translates it's not anywhere near exactly the same but like surprisingly it has helped a lot for sure so uh i've probably been to like eight events i haven't i mean i don't really like 
doing the street drifting thing so much just because it's kind of like super hot around this area oh yeah um, I've, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's different than it used to be man because it's like now like the now that it's okay in in certain areas it's different but i would say like southern california northern california like they see you there they have like all these orders that go after all the like takeover stuff so it's like yeah. they see you doing any of that stuff man like yeah i think you're one of those dudes and then that, like that's, that's a tough topic too man it's yeah it's super super sad to kind of see all that happen and i feel like i started getting into drifting at the same time that takeover started becoming popular so i was basically i was like dailying the z around like ended up buying that thing salvage title after winning some money from an x games Sick. and just like with plans of running it to the ground and uh left it registered to my parents in oregon so it's it's their vehicle so like i don't have to stress like smog and stuff like that Sick. but even then like even just driving around with like an exhaust on a car like i'm like it makes me so anxious that kind of thing you know yeah i was like daily yeah. in that with a welded diff for like a year and a half <laughs> like yeah you that was the only vehicle with, i had you pulled over with the hydro they're like yeah i'm, I'm kind of waiting for that luckily i have a truck now so it's like i'm not constantly in that car but uh yeah like seats hydro like steering wheel all that I'm yeah sure there's I... no there's like literally no getting out of it yeah They're like what were you doing I'd be like oh, i don't know <laughs> like come <laughs> on man yeah i've been uh anytime i drive it though i try to I usually have my bike with me, so I have like these little suction cup racks. So I'll throw the bike on the back, and I actually got stopped by the police once for speeding on the freeway. I had no idea how fast I was going, um, and I seen them behind me, and I was like, "Oh gosh!" So I just got all the way over and was like waiting and waiting for them to pull me over. And sure enough, they did. They just came out and was like, "I like." I had a friend that was a cop tell me that it makes him more like feel safer if you put your hands out the window that kind of thing so like i threw the keys on the desk put my hands out the window and the cops like have you ever been arrested and i'm like wait what no <laughs> step out of the car like had me against the police car and everything and Whoa. asking me what i was doing i was like oh uh yeah i was just riding like coming home like i had no idea how fast i was going like just changing lanes and people were going slow in the fast lanes whatever and uh yeah just asked me what I did and I was like I ride BMX bikes professionally like that's like my name's all over that bike and all that yeah. and blah 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 and dude was like if I look you up and you're lying then like you're gonna be in a lot of Whoa. trouble and like <laughs> hit the google and was like <laughs> the first thing he said he pulled up an old video and was like you look better with long hair I was like dude, this is weird <laughs> this is so you're weird. like oh where is this going bro like <laughs> yeah but uh yeah dude i that's like it's kind of like i don't know it's cool and not cool how that they took that but i mean it was kind of like the pro privilege with that in a way so it's um, kind of sick yeah whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i kind of like I take it try to pull that card as much as possible uh -oh, what happened to my screen here i can see Google it Chrome pulled up all right mm. cool so yeah um that's uh hopefully that works again one day if i ever do get bothered <laughs> yeah i got a uh, i got i got pulled over in my 
my m3 my m3 used to be white but i bought it with like a half cage in it and like i put bucket seats in it like pretty much like the day i got it yeah i went uh i went i went streeting i actually haven't told the story on here Uh i went streeting (laughs) like i hadn't i used to go streeting all the time when i was younger and then i hadn't for like five years or so because I never, I didn't have a street car. So I just bought the M3 and I was like, oh, it's stock. Like, what are they going to do? Like, I'm not going to get a ref ticket. Might as well go, might as well, might as well go out, have some fun. First corner, first time in like five years, I get, I get pulled over. <laughs> like there was, uh... I come around the corner and like, literally there's a cop pulling somebody over already and he just ditches them and like goes after me. Oh my gosh. That's tough. I didn't get on like, that one. <clears throat> where you hit, like, where, where were you driving? Was it? industrial stuff or like on ramp uh it was uh it's it's in the it's like in the hood area in san francisco like out in like hunter hunter's point area Oof. dang i i got away with it before you know but yeah, i yeah. guess five years later it's uh you never know right like that's the, the thing what? man like it's i don't know it's kind of not worth it so i just i stick to track stuff just yeah easier. for sure that's a that's de- definitely like a lot less pressure when you go to a track, but at the same time, like I don't have a, a trailer or, or truck that can pull my car or anything. So I'm like, most of the events I've been to, I've been to Adams once, but every other time it's just been Grange and it's like, I'm driving two hours out there and hoping that like everything goes well and I can yeah. make it home. So it's kind of stressful, but at the same time, like, it's cool that there's like the outlet to be able to at least get some laps in and the seat time and everything and know that like the progression is still there without having the fear of cops and things like that or whatever. Yeah. You guys are pretty fortunate that you have that down there. Cause it's like, you can rent it out during the week or it's week weekend events are like literally every weekend and you can just, yeah. it's, it's, that's it's, a, it's, I, I've met so many people like, Cause there's a lot of kids that I know that ride too that are also into drifting. So there's like events constantly that I'm being invited to. And, uh, I actually rented it out last year for like a birthday event and it was super small. I probably had like 15 guys out there, but that was like one of the sickest times too. Yeah. But, cause it's just the homies. Like we, we do that every once in a while too. Those, yeah. are, the, those are the best. Cause it's like no pressure, no one, no one, you don't like, you're just there with your friends everyone's like yeah trying to you know because you know. <laughs> yeah there's always like like the event that i seen you at there's like freaking pro drivers there and i'm like i don't even know if i want to go on the track i'm <laughs> so scared like I'm not that confident in my driving but yeah but you're like a pro bmx or like what you know what i mean like you it's not yeah, like no one else the, knows that They're it's just not like, like when you go to the park everyone's <laughs> like oh fuck bro like i don't even want to i don't even want to try you know yeah, but i'm back to the bottom when it comes to driving though you know <laughs> yeah that's kind of funny man like because okay so jeff stonebeck papa jeff stonebeck that's weird that yeah yeah you probably yeah, yeah. i think so we he, follow each other on instagram that'd be yeah he he rides bmx dude he like and he's but he was like a pro like driver right so it's like yeah. it's kind of funny because i'm sure like the levels are, like between you two on on both of those things yeah like i think front front street like if, you know front street the team the drift team anyway uh, like, i don't think so but they're like they're east coast boys so it's jeff stonebeck and then like a bunch of dudes from staten island oh nice uh, they named their team after i think the 
either the skate park's called like Front Street Skate Park or it's on Front Street or something. Like that's how they all met. And then they all got into drifting like because one dude got a 240 and then they all. Damn, that's funny. Yeah, I remember even like growing up, one of the local skate parks, there was always this one kid that pulled up in in a hat shirt. It had like multiple 240s, I remember. And like back in the day, we like see him pull up and we're just like, dude, what is this thing you're driving? But like... (laughs) The older I get, I'm like, damn, that kid was sick. <laughs> it's <so> different <laughs> nowadays. But that's funny. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people either from like skateboarding or BMX, like some somewhere or another end up getting the driving or drifting. It's pretty cool. I think it's like so they did like a brain scan on that dude, like uh what's his name? Like Alex. Fuck the guy that like climbed that giant ass rock in Yosemite, like free like without a rope what's his fucking oh, name? Yeah. alex honnold i think anyway they did like a brain scan on him and they said that like the part of your brain where you uh where you like feel fear i guess is less like way less and they don't know if it's he was just born like that or like he got that over time from like doing scary shit and then huh. it's like you're like less and less affected by it but i feel like you know like you talk to like a normal person like you know let's not be mean like but like a like a person who doesn't has never like done any like skateboarding or bmx or i don't know rock climbing or jumped off shit you know like people who just like don't do stuff like that you show them drifting or you like talk about car stuff like you just like floor it and they're like what are you doing you know like uh I i feel like that part of the brain changes for people who do things like that we do you know yeah to to a certain level probably as much as uh you push yourself because i mean like i've always like ridden motocross and ridden bmx and skateboarded but shit still scares me you know <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and especially sure. like the older i get the more i've like kind of developed my riding style to be like technical to where i'm closer to the ground and not jumping off the stuff as much but like I have friends that ride that like hang off of bridges and things like that. And it's like, that's a, that's nuts to me, you know, like there's yeah. I don't know, a whole different spectrum of adrenaline junkies, I guess. Yeah. I like being in control basically. Mm. But like when there's, I don't know, certain things where I don't trust myself, I, you know? Yeah. I feel like at least, at least you're, I, f- I would say that you have, I mean, maybe I feel like everyone's afraid of stuff. Like I'm afraid of shit. You know, I don't I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go like fucking jump a like six stair tomorrow just because I'm like, fuck, yeah, dude, I'm in drifting hella much. Like, I'm not scared <laughs> of shit. But like I do I do have like more confidence on a skateboard than I did before I started drifting. And I haven't really skated much. It's, so I feel like that might be maybe because I'm a little less scared of shit. I don't know. Yeah. But it's not like a huge amount. Like I'm not like good. I'm fucking terrible, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that and then also like probably more calculated or something to kind of understanding how things work. Yeah. Cuz I I get that too. Like I don't I still skate every now and then. That's not as much as I used to growing up, but I feel like every time I hop on a board, like things make more sense. Kind of the same thing with like driving even too. Like I feel more comfortable just every time I go out, I guess. Interesting. 
Yeah. So you like you got a G35 and then you like how did did you find drifting through like other people in BMX or was it just like you you like um, played racing games and you're like this is tight. Like how did you make it to attract it? That's always an interesting one for me. Cuz it's that's like a big division, you know, like there was there was kind of a little while where after I got the G, um, where I've always listened to a lot of Xavier Wolf, <laughs> and uh, me and my buddies were like heavy on it when he dropped the like Project X tape, and that kind of introduced us to uh, Initial D, and that kind of uh, sparked a little bit of something too. But I mean, I was like playing Forza before that as well, so kind of just like that mixed in with like other riders that were into driving and like i don't know i don't even remember like how i ended up at the first event i I don't remember i was trying to think about who hosted it but i think it was kind of just like a public event that someone hosted and one of my buddies that i would like bring my car to a shop he was like yeah dude like there's this event we should go out to it and i was like whatever let's send it let's go and like just kind of didn't touch the e-brake at all and like the car wasn't set up at all it was still like stock suspension welded diff and that was it like Sick. nothing and uh no that was no no nothing <laughs> so that was kind of just like the first experience of getting to drive and that was probably february 2019 or 18 so been a few years since the first one but just like every few months just try to go to as many as i can i guess so not not too many but enough to get my fix you know yeah yeah i mean obviously it's not like a priority because you got hella other shit going on yeah but it's cool it's it's like exciting to see it kind of get recognized with people who do other stuff you know like yeah uh, it's been cool like just getting into cars i uh i have a buddy coco that he has like an r35 that's rear wheel drive it's super crazy and um, was it at the event that i was at yeah yeah the one that was all wrapped (laughs) i was like what is that that thing pulled up and i was like (laughs) are they gonna are they gonna drift that thing he's the wildest guy yeah and it's funny because he let me drive it and like that thing's still lsd and like paddles and i could not get the diff to lock up at all like i would just mm. be turning it and flooring it and it would just be like spinning one wheel and he's like yeah you gotta you gotta like go straight and floor it and then it'll break both wheels and then you can swing it but then once you get that you can't lift otherwise it opens up again so then I I just got like a whole nother level of respect for him because he took me on the track with it and he was like linking corners and stuff and I was like blown away. But yeah. um those those are those cars are actually kind of hard to drift. I think. Yeah, I like I wouldn't pro- know, but <laughs> <laughs> just from that one experience trying to drive it, I yeah, I would would way rather drive my Z if I'm trying to slide. <laughs> yeah, especially learning. That's a that's a is that his first drift car? uh i mean i wouldn't even consider that a drift car for him but yeah he does he's 
never actually had a drift car. So he, he's telling me he's got uh, plans of trying to get a Z like sometime before August. Yeah, I think that's but I think that's the right way to go. <laughs> that would be the move for sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, like met him actually at X Games and uh that was like a few years ago and we were just like talking cars and stuff and through him he's kind of helped me make like a lot of good connections and got me connected with like Conse and NRG and those dudes so it's been cool like getting invented invited to like NRG events and stuff and private track days so it's crazy like how everything just kind of falls into place through writing really yeah yeah I feel like that's I feel like that's kind of how it works with drifting too like I have I don't know I have like I have now I have friends like all over the world because of drifting that I wouldn't yeah. have normally you know it's kind of sick pretty like fortunate position to be in yeah you can go to i can i can go to like a lot of the continents and i'll know at least like a couple people you know i might not be close to them but like, yeah do you have people least... that ever just like offer you their car to drive kind of thing uh for the first time that's happening this year i think i'm going to poland for Dang. next level yeah so that should That'd be, be I'm, I'm really excited yeah i could imagine when are you supposed to do that uh i think it's in september I should probably figure out those dates and request it off work, but you know, <laughs> I wasn't sure about COVID. So it's like yeah. one of those things. Like I really hope they open up the border. Cause this is like, fuck man. Like I want to do this so bad. Yeah. This has been one of the slowest years in a while. I, I don't think I've traveled since like last February. I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm itching to go out and do something, but I'm yeah. also like, I don't know if I want to like go out to Europe or anything. So it seems like, places are even going back on lockdown like I, yeah my worst fear is being overseas and then having them something like that happening to where there's no way to get home which yeah. is probably like far-fetched but i'd in like i don't know at this point it's could be reality i don't know do you do you travel internationally to ride often uh usually used to um had the had a good few trips usually it's places in europe um like the company i ride for is based out of spain so been to like barcelona a handful of times portugal is probably one of my favorite places uh been to germany um, uk a couple different places in canada never been to south america i want to go there that seems like it'd be cool yeah um, been to peru Pro is cool. Nice. Yeah. Someone, I feel someone like... hit me up on IG. They're like, come come slide my, my E36. I was like, fuck, I'm leaving right now. I was like on my way to the airport. Oh, I was like, dude, I he's tough. like, come come street with come street with us. And I was like, dude, you know, I I, I you know, like how sick would that be? Just like yeah, you're about to miss like, your flight for that. <laughs> yeah. I was like with a group of friends too, so I couldn't be like, uh like i might miss the flight but it'll be worth it you know yeah damn that would have been sick yeah that's tough but yeah. hey, at least you got that connection though yeah next in the future <laughs> whatever you're in Peru next <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's been kind of like cautious with south america i just don't i don't want to just send it i want to have like people like yeah just definitely want to have something planned out have like a a tour guide or something I, I always hear things or there's like places you don't want to go and that kind of thing. I just 
I don't know if, how it is in all places down there, but I mean, if you're if you're like if you're uh, astute, like if you can, if you like kind of know what's going on, and you like know when people like when it's, I don't know how like some people have like a hard time determining whether uh, someone's being like genuine or not. I guess I don't know. Yeah, or, like, yeah. Uh, I think like I feel like those are the the people that get into trouble down there or like if you're going after so I like one of my my closest friends actually lived in like he lived in Colombia he lived in uh, he he went all over South America like taking buses and he said the the only time uh, he was with one friend yeah (laughs) the only time he had anything so he had like two things happen one time he was in Colombia and this this dude just comes up and he's like hey hey uh can you help me out please and like he's <laughs> like uh with what and he's like oh just just over here like can you help me out and he was like no you know what i mean like yeah i'm not going behind that building like <laughs> yeah that's, that's automatic not, suspect yeah. <laughs> the other time he got off a bus and it was like three in the morning or something. He was walking to a hostel and like they said, hey, in this area, just be careful, you know. And he was just like, oh, I'm not going to get like a cab or anything like it's right there. Yeah. You know, famous last words. And so he's like he's like cruising up the street and he looks over and there's like a cab. But it's it's like it's like a fake cab, but you can tell, you know, it's like someone made it made like a shitty car look like a cab. And the guy goes, hey, you want to ride? And he's like uh no gracias like I'll, you know I'm be on my way dude pulls out a gun and goes you want to ride and he goes no gracias and just keeps walking <laughs> and like they were so shocked that he like saw the gun and like kind of just like blew it off like and, like made a joke out of it and walked off that they were like what the fuck and they just like let him go pretty much oh yeah. my god yeah but i think that was i can't remember what country that was in but yeah, he was down, the... I mean, he was down there for like a year plus, you know, like if you hung out in certain neighborhoods, like in the States, you would have that same thing happen, you know? Yeah, I guess so. That's shoot. That's not really, that's definitely the thing that I would be trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah. Handled it well, though. I don't know how I'd be able to act in that situation. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like, a, uh, I don't, yeah, not, not everybody's like good at avoiding stuff like that like i mean some people would just take off running maybe probably or like some people would be like okay i guess i'll get in the car like yeah. don't get in the car you know like out of panic they'd be like oh i guess i should do what they said you know like yeah know. damn but yeah you should do it it'll be sick there's like i don't know it's i it's not like i feel like people make it sound more dangerous than it is like i feel like they're in a lot of countries you could get into stuff if you end up in the wrong place you know it's not just yeah i guess so i guess i definitely have the wrong idea of it just from probably like movies mostly honestly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) but if somebody comes after you for your phone you give them that shit because they'll fucking yeah but that's like in most countries you know what i mean i don't know yeah i want to go to like brazil and argentina some other places Got some yeah. on the list. Need to yeah. figure it out though. Hopefully, in the future, we'll be free. Yeah. 
I'm trying to go down there too, man. I want to go to Columbia. Like, apparently, it's fucking sick. Yeah, there's like, and it's crazy for BMX too. Like, surprisingly, there's large BMX scene in South America. Like, yeah, I, I saw a poppin'. clip today of some dude doing like a backflip in an intersection. Yeah. I was like, what? Off, off like a kicker? <laughs> yeah, the side hustle. Dude, I, I seen that I clip like... recently. He hits it like right to the crosswalk, and you just see the kicker like fully tilt. Yeah. Like, this is sketchy. What are you doing? Like, but... dude. I see that and I'm like, that guy's fucking insane. And then people probably see like drift clips, like, and probably not of me, but like of of people or whatever. And they're just like, are they insane? You know? And it's yeah. like, I mean, it's not really that, you know, at least like I'm in a car. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. one thing that I kind of look at. That's uh, why I like driving too, because it's something that I could see myself doing like after BMX even. Cause I, I yeah. know I'm not going to be able to ride forever, but I see dudes drifting that are like in their forties and stuff. So it's yeah. like, you know, just another way to have fun. Yeah. It's yeah. People get hurt a lot less. Like I, I had, uh, I broke my knee skateboarding when I was like 13. I've had knee surgery also. Oh damn. So yeah, I know how that is. I wasn't you, good. Uh, I like actually break. I hyperextended my knee and broke a part of the bone that like holds the like bottom part of the leg from coming up, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. I was like pretty young when they did it. That's not really hyperextending. Sounds gross. Yeah. Then I tore my ACL on my 21st birthday, but that's another story. Uh, Was alcohol involved? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the worst that's i shouldn't be laughing we can laugh about it now because i'm sure you got it taken care of right yeah yeah i'm yeah. good now that's tough uh, i did the aco and i was like 17 that was my knee surgery that i had but i like i did it in the beginning of a year in georgia so i was like i could either get surgery and be out all summer through recovery and then be healed up by a winter time and not be able to ride due to weather and stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to wait until winter to get surgery. So I went probably like eight, nine months with no ACL and it was, dude, it was gross. It was the worst year. I mean, luckily I could like still ride and stuff, but it was just like once a week it was coming out. It just became like normal and I would just shake it off 30 minutes, 30 seconds later, like, could bend it again and go back to riding like it was just it was disturbing <laughs> it was so nasty but before i got my second surgery i yeah mine would like lock out of place and one time i like i like didn't realize that like i could like if i rolled rolled my leg around sideways and like i could pop it back in yeah because i think i i think i tore like some of the meniscus like in between the first and second surgery and so, like, it would come out of, like, maybe maybe my ACL was smoked, too. I don't know. But the first time it happened, I just, like, stayed in my house for, like, three days because I couldn't, like, unlock my knee. And I was like, well, I don't You just I don't left know. it out of place? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, mine was never that bad. It would kind of just, like, r- roll in and out real quick. It never, like, fully stayed out. But it was, like, still gross feeling. But I've seen there of people where it kind of just locks out and <sighs> that's scary yeah that's tough stuff yeah. did you end up getting you said you got two surgeries though yeah so like that was that was happening like in between the first one and my second one where i 
woke up i woke up on my it was actually we partied the night before my 21st birthday and i woke up on my 21st birthday and i couldn't walk and i went to the orthopedic surgeon's office for my 21st birthday uh that's tough that's cool whatever at least i'm fixed now you know yeah you, you did physical therapy and all that yeah i like actually listened this time because like when i was 13 and i got my knee surgery i was like a you know troubled youth and i was like no i'm fucking i'll be fine you know i'm gonna walk this off and like not dude. yeah i did the same thing though i ended up having to get a second surgery as well i like after my surgery i got like a cadaver and uh i went like two months i probably saw the pt guy twice and was yeah. like after a couple months, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I feel good. Like, I'm walking around. I can pedal a bike. Like, I'm just going to start going back to the park and, like, started riding again. And then that was, like, in between the period of where I moved to California. And, like, through the three years in between surgeries, I was like, man, this, like, it feels wobbly. Like, it's going to happen again. I'm sure it is. And, like, it ended up, I was, like, doing a 180 bar spin. And, like, in the middle of the trick, like, when I do bar spins, I pinch my knees against the seat. Mm -hmm. And just from the, like, the force of, like, grabbing the seat with my knees, I felt my knee, like, buckle in and out. And I was like, (sighs) dude, like, there it went. Like, didn't even, my feet didn't touch the ground or anything. Like, I landed the trick. It just happened midair floating. It was the weirdest thing. But it was actually, um, it was at, like, the last LAX games, and I was the alternate. So they had, like, medical staff there that looked at it and, got me into like one of the nearest hospitals and I got an MRI and they gave, they got the MRI back like, like one or two days, like the fastest I've ever heard of an MRI coming back. And they were like, yeah, like you did medial lateral meniscus, but your ACL is still good. And I was like, like, that's a great thing to hear. But yeah. at the same time, like got to go through the same process of getting uh, surgery. But luckily like, that's another thing. It's like as shitty as it was, I, I'm almost glad it happened because I took that one as serious as I could. And I was like doing physical therapy multiple times a week. And like, you're like actually fixed now. Yeah. Full five months off the bike, like just working on it, you know? And it's like, now my knee feels better than ever. It's Sick. awesome. Now I know how to like actually properly take care of it too. So it's good. Man. Injuries aren't fun. Just no. sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, still won't go snowboarding because I'm just, like, eh. Like, I, yeah, I that's another it. one, dude. Like, I love snowboarding, but, like, it's, uh, like beginning killer. beginning of last year, I took it to the shoulder really bad. Like, I don't know ah. if you can tell, but my shoulder is, like, I have a separated shoulder pretty bad. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, I can see it. hanging off there. But, like, I just trying, I got a little too confident, you know, just, <laughs> started trying to grind rails and uh went to go like I, th- I think i wanted to like do like a nose grind on the rail but i went in at an angle and basically was like in a sideways board slide but all of my pressure was on my front foot so it just dug straight into the ground and then you could like imagine like a, a scorpion but off your side it was pretty much that like i uh, felt my neck crack and everything and <laughs> i immediately like felt my shoulder and i could feel the lump i was like oh is my shoulder out so i'm like sitting there like trying to put my shoulder back in like i've never had my shoulder dislocate but 
I've seen it happen to people. So I'm like, oh yeah, trying to pop it back into place. I'm like, all right, it's not going back into place. And I immediately like put my arm above my head and I was like, oh, it's in place. It's just very, very separated. So I'm pretty sure I'm like missing the ligament on the side and then the one in the back as well. Cause that was probably like the third time I've hit that thing pretty bad. So that's another one that I like probably should can consider surgery, but don't want to take time off of anything. And if I can ride through it, like probably going to hit it again one day. So <laughs> I like, I don't, I don't know what to do. It's just kind of ugly, but I'm getting over it, you know, Man. charge it to the game. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's like a broken how, car. How old are you, man? Uh, I actually turned 29 this year. Okay. Sick. So I'm 31. Nice. We're still young, dude. We're doing yeah, good. Yeah, we got time. Yeah, we're doing all right. <laughs> I'm, not doing, I'm not doing anything crazy. I like, I'll go like, yeah, I, I stick to the car shit. Except I fucking almost hurt myself working on. My, actually, I do hurt myself working on my car all the time, and I'm like really busted knuckles, <laughs> nervous. I had a spring slip. I was like, li- I was lifting my forerunner the other day, and I had a spring slip and like catch my finger, and like luckily I was like quick with the pry bar. But dude, I like literally thought I was gonna lose my. Big, oh like, my gosh finger the other day and i'm like you know i think you're more likely to like get hurt building a car than driving it yeah know? for uh, real or uh, i like when i first started working on my car i was like anytime i'd even jack it up and put it on stands i'm like i don't know if i trust these things <laughs> dude like if my car drops on me like no one's around to pick this thing up like that shit still kind of trips me out but i mean yeah. yeah always jack stands yeah just the, the amount of times that i put my trust into and it's like i'm going to continue to trust them they still work so yeah fuck it did you use did you work on so like how is one this is this is a fucking dumbass question but like did you build you like built your own bikes and stuff all growing yeah up or? Well, I, so my mom had that bike shop so i pretty mm-hmm. much uh like worked there as much as i could and then like even after I did my freshman year at high school and I was like, this shit's whack. So I started homeschooling like the summer semester after that. And my mom was like, oh yeah, like if you homeschool, like if you could just like help me at the shop. So, cause I was like, before that I would like go to school and then she would shut the shop down to come pick me up from school to have me work till close. And it was like so much easier if I homeschooled and just worked full time pretty much. Not yeah. full time. I'd work like maybe four or five hours a day, but um, still helped her out a lot. And that made it to where I could make cash. And doing summer semesters, I graduated early and just like I didn't have to go through any of the public school BS kind of thing. And it was like the school I was doing was for kids who basically got like kicked out of school. So it was like the easiest. Same the easiest thing i've ever done in my life you just like read a packet all the answers are in the packet and it just hey man i'm offended dude i i would i would get those packets i got kicked out of the homeschooling ki- kids who got kicked out of school school because <laughs> <laughs> they give me the packets and i just go home and be like i'm not doing this like, you know? <laughs> I, was like I, I was a good student so i was like okay i could uh yeah, it was a. Uh, once I realized like how simple it was, I was fine with doing it because I would, 
it was one of those things where you get the packets and have to turn them in like the next Friday. So I would just wait until very last minute Thursday night and just bang it all out at once. And I was like, dude, like three hours to like do a week's worth of school. Like this is so much more worth it. So I might as well like yeah. do it and take it seriously. And like, I, yeah, I don't even know if I like technically have a diploma right now. <laughs> it's like, or I mean, I graduated. I like did good A's and B's or whatever. But it was a uh, it counts being being like a homeschooling program. They wanted you to like pay extra to walk and get your diploma. And I was like, yeah, I'm not yeah, going yeah. to graduation with like people I don't know at all. Like I don't <laughs> care for this at all. So. Did you have like, did you have a lot of friends from riding and stuff? Like, what was it like um, doing the homeschool stuff? I I had one buddy in school that was like a grade older than me that rode. Most of the kids I grew up with all skated and like a few of them kind of started getting into trouble. So I kind of, uh, I didn't have a problem kind of steering away from school and like, friend i kept my my friends close as of course but um when it came to like riding i was always hanging out with people that were like five ten years older than me i was just like i don't know always around the older crew sometimes that's a good influence sometimes it's a bad influence i've had like i've had like experience with both of those where you like i was hanging out with like an older group who was didn't have my best interests or their own in mind and like you definitely get into some like lifelong trouble luckily i like got out of that but yeah yeah. yeah. sometimes it's good sometimes it's a hell of good influence yeah i could i could see it as like i feel like it kind of helped me get like a better head on my shoulders like i feel like i matured a little bit quicker but yeah at the same time like i felt like i also learned from other people's mistakes at the same time too you know um just like watching grown-ups go through like responsibilities and that kind of thing yeah for sure you're like oh this is coming like yeah (laughs) i do need to i do need to like make money and you know yeah be able to eat (laughs) oh yeah but it was cool definitely you know had fun in the moment while it was all going on wouldn't change any of it of course yeah i saw you post stuff for mother's day your mom like rides motorcycles and stuff too yeah so they're actually um both my parents race motocross and like street bikes too um they they met racing at hollister hills the story grows that one of them took each other out in the corner so my mom was like my mom was like one of 10 pro racers that were female at the time i think in like 88 or 89 or something oh, shit, like that like so there wasn't many she's was racing, racing. Dudes, like yeah so like so if there's a local races she was like hopping in just whatever races sick. and i still to this day say my mom is faster and has more style on a dirt bike than my dad but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I bet he doesn't like to hear that. Huh? No, nah, but he knows it though. <laughs> he knows it. <laughs> he, <laughs> it's funny. It's like my mom's more of like the uh, hands-on type of woman, like, and then my dad's like the 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 tech guy. So it's funny. Like I feel like that 
kind of shows in their writing. But I see. That, that kept me like I grew up basically around all the motorcycle stuff. I was watching like old German McGrath videos, Steel Roots, Terra Firma, all that stuff. So it kind of just translated to BMX. I just tried to recreate anything I saw watching these videos on a bike when I was like two or three, I guess. I guess how, come was, how come you didn't go like the racing route? How come you went like money? I would say, I think they kind of saw like an opportunity, like they knew I would like racing motocross, but, um, racing BMX is way more affordable. Um, and they, they did give me a shot at trying to like, I think when I was five, I got like a, one of the KTM fifties and I I remember that Christmas, like it was yesterday, like having that thing on the porch, opening the door and seeing that bike. Oh man. But yeah i it was just like too too new kind of to like get in competitively wise i was already so like into racing bmx that like i found where i fit i guess and then it was just i don't know it kind of was like a little bit scary to me i guess and then uh Years, years later down the road, I think when I was about like 12 or 13, I got an 85, like a, like one of the CR85 expert, like the L models. And I started racing again. And but I kind of like picked that up for a good bit and like got a 125 and then a 250F and probably raced from when I was like 13 to 16 or 17. But it was only, like, local races, and, like, I didn't even know how to do starts or anything. Yeah. But in that time period, though, my parents are, like, still enjoying riding, and we have, like, five acres of property in Georgia. So they they ended up having a guy come down from South Carolina, and he built, like, a full track on our property. So it was, like, like about a mile, like, a minute lap time kind of, Sick. not super crossy but like kind of 180 corners and then had a little section that went down a hill and everything so i like i'll just spend hours back there the neighbors hated us but uh that like gave me so much more comfortability on a bike and uh i kind of started taking racing more seriously then i blew up a 250f and it cost like 1200 dollars to rebuild the bottom end and then I got a 252 stroke. So my mom was like, Oh, I was riding a 252 stroke when I was your age. And like you can ride one. And I guess like in the amateur races, that was right when they lit the 252 strokes race with the 254 strokes. So I was just like riding that thing in the lights classes, like racing, like the light C class and would get whole shots and like started winning a good amount of races. But the, the power band on that thing, like, I got kicked off of that bike so many times. Like I hit my head too much, that kind of thing. And it just uh, started steering away from it a little bit. (laughs) Got back on the BMX. I I rode BMX the whole time throughout that, of course. But then um, I think around like 17, I got hooked up by DK bikes. And that was kind of the point where I was like, all right, I'm going to like just stick with BMX for the main so. yeah so it was just you got noticed for that and you're like i like it 
I got notes yeah. for this. <laughs> a little safer and easier to have fun kind of thing. Like we, I could ride down the street or just drive wherever to go ride. It's not like, I don't know. It's like, I love riding moto, but it's like so much more of a mission, you know, you got to like load yeah. up and all the gear. Yeah. Gear, bike maintenance and gas and all that. And then, then on top of that, the risk factor of getting yeah. worked. BMX, you don't even have to have brakes anymore. Like, no, that was like that was the thing that blew my mind. I'm like, wait, wait. I I remember like specifically watching a video and some fool, like I don't even know who it was, like didn't have brakes. And I'm like, is that like the new shit? And then from then on, like I saw like only people with no brakes. Yeah. Fuck, man. Like I I don't know if I could get back into this like at all, dude. I always thought it was so cool whenever people started taking their brakes off and like my parents owning a bike shop, they were like, no, you're riding with brakes. That kind of thing. <laughs> like, I remember like, oh my God, the first time I took my brakes off, I had probably like the most park bike set up at the time. It was like, I had like a full titanium bike. It was like super nice and then took the brakes off and I was just like, dude, this is, I don't know. It just feels so much better. It feels way cooler. I felt like I looked cooler. (laughs) But even with like, with tricks like bar spins, I throw with my right hand, catch with the left. And then when you go to put the right hand back on, the brake lever is always there. So like I had Mm. multiple times where like I didn't fully grab the grip and I was like handful of brake lever and my thumb would be like, yeah, Yeah. you lock it up and then just like hand slips off. You just walking your hands over the bars is <laughs> the worst feeling so i like i i just kind of like steered away from breaks after a while and then kind of kind of helped influence my riding to go a little bit more street too and then moving to california there's a lot less transition style skate parks around too so yeah. everything's kind of and there's a million street spots yeah street spots everywhere well it's still street spots are even getting kind of busty now schools and things are getting a lot harder to ride and everything's getting capped or taken out but even like skate parks nowadays are mostly plazas like skateboard style plaza stuff so like it's it's all had like a pretty heavy influence on my riding i'd say yeah i mean i can't really relate (laughs) i guess in in drifting there's there's shit like that too where i don't know they'll be like people will go like an extreme and then they'll be like oh i guess we didn't really need that and it'll go back to like kind of like the fundamentals and then like they'll be like an extreme the other way yeah yeah speaking of car stuff is your car all good from going off track? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Even my even my front bumper was fine. Really? Yeah i i loose i i had to i had to tighten up some of the stuff in my front end, but you know, at least I it, okay. So you didn't you probably don't know this, but the first time I went to that track, my car was like beautiful, like 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 magazine shoot, like clean, right? Yeah. Like I just I just did um i just like completely refreshed it it was like super clean um i just like what else did i do anyway it's embarrassing because it's like the first time naoki came to america so that was like super d 
Matsuri, I think in 2016. Oh, damn. And I made my, sh- instead of making my car drive really well, I made my car a super show car. Yeah. And I went out. <laughs> I'm like, I have like this like love hate with Grange, Apple Valley, because I went out first lap and I'm like, man, these front tires suck. Like, but I had some, I had some like two, 215, 35, 18s in the front and they like weren't grippy. So like some rubber bands, like yeah, yeah, tiny, tiny front tires. And I'm like, ah, oh, these kind of suck, but like I can make it work. And so I just blast down the front straight and in front of like a bunch of people at the time, like oh, a bunch sure. of people that I didn't know that well and look up yeah. to. Sure, there's a lot of people at that event too. <laughs> oh, there was like probably like 200 people all just on the entry. And it was right at the beginning. Like I was like, I'm going out, I'm going out. I would like pull up. <laughs> I literally like, I felt sick. I still had a stereo in my car at the time. I was playing like Careless Whisper by George Michael on the start line, like trying <laughs> to get, like trying to, <laughs> it was, I was just being so fucking extra, right? Like go out, stuff that shit into the wall, like first like literally like when they're used they didn't used to have tires there they just had like hay bale and and the brick wall and the brick wall hadn't been hit like 15 times yet so it was like still pretty solid i like fucked my car up damn so that same spot like where you went off like kind of not the not to the side but like kind of you basically overshot like straight through the, the corner t- pretty much when at this time when you were there i yeah. I did a 360 into the wall because oh, i was goodness. trying to do a backy the last time i just understeered like a fucking rookie dude like oh. yeah so i fixed my car at the event and i like put bigger front tires on it and i like lifted the front and my car was like super haggard but i like went out and still had like a good time yeah and that was the first time i went there as and long then, as like, it's still drivable, that's all that matters. I mean, it sucks having your car. I'm sure it was meant at the time, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's supposed to be drifted. Like that was that was the event I think where I I went shit. Like my car, like because I used to get really OCD about how my car looked and how how it felt, how the steering was, like all these little pieces of my car. And that was the event where I was just like, well, my car's already fucked. Like fuck it you know like yeah. i'm just gonna drive the shit out of it and later in the day i got like a little bit more comfortable but um i used to get in my head a lot like because like you know i dude i'd been watching like team burst since i was like 16 you know what i mean and now yeah. here's the dude like this is like it's like it was like my michael jordan bro like i you know what i mean and he like yeah, watched yeah. me just fucking crap <laughs> like first lap out you know so i got i got in my head a little bit but yeah, I I feel like it's a lot easier to have fun when you have less cares for sure. Yeah, I'm, I was kind of like, I mean, my car is not anywhere near as nice as or cool looking as yours, but I'm like, have you been up close to my car? My car looks like it's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, uh, so it looks fun. good in photos, man. <laughs> yeah, it looks good in pictures. The the graphics hide a lot. Trust me. Ah, oh, no, that's good though. Yeah, I'm a, I definitely always like would trip out on either like hurting wheels or even like side skirts and stuff. I still take my bumper off. Cause that's like, I was like telling a buddy, like it came since the, the car I got is salvaged. It came with a Nismo bumper on it. I guess they put it on cause it was like in a front end accident. And it's like, for what yeah. I paid for the car, like that bumper is worth like a fraction of the car. So I'm like, not going to risk that thing. But other than that, it's still like, yeah, it's just, 
I'm just trying to care less. And yeah, you just, just gotta get to the point more. where you're like, <laughs> it all comes with time, and then like the big thing that uh, one of my teammates, Julian, used to say all the time, like if you didn't total your car, it was a good event, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like if you've got damage, like you'll fix it, you know. Um, but it just I don't know, it comes with time. Like you've you've been drifting like what like a couple years now or pretty much. I'd say like two years probably. Yeah, like I'm 10 years into doing events, so it's like it took me four or five to like let go and just be like, whatever happens, happens. Like I love this car, but like who gives a shit? Like I built it to do this thing, like I'm not gonna get better at it unless I don't care. Like, yeah like exactly if you're thinking about the car while you're doing it it's like if you're thinking about if you're gonna fucking hurt your bike while you're trying to do tricks yeah see i'm way past that point now. yeah exactly <laughs> like once you get to that point with cars you're gonna fucking rip like yeah, i was like bikes for free though so <laughs> <laughs> fair but yeah. i i'd get that like and that's the point why like i bought this car savage title because i was like i'm plan on running it to the ground so it's a lot easier to have less cares for it but then like i bought it with intentions of that and then i like spent 20 hours like wet sanding it and everything it and looks making it nice look dude i was like that was thank a you, fucking solid you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like uh it's i mean i don't know if what's actually wrong with it what made it salvaged in the first place so it's kind of like weird to me but um yeah i'm, I'm like trying to go back to the whole idea of like I got the card to destroy it, <laughs> but I mean, you'll get there. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard a, to like, it's hard to like separate. It's hard to like, just let go. Like I remember the exact moment where I was just like, I don't give a fuck what happens to this car. I'm just going to do crazy shit. And like, that's yeah. my driving got like better, yeah. like, way better that day. That's what just, I'm, I'm finding that balance of like, sending it but being able to make it home still without it trailering so that's the hard part once I mean, <laughs> once you get the trailer once you get the trailer you know maybe maybe you don't need the trailer right away but yeah you know once I, you get the trailer and you like you're like this is a drift car like i'm i'm getting i'm gonna get doors like like in yeah. this thing that's I definitely that's, it. Oh, that's my next goal i want to start doing tandems with people but that's as much as i want to do that like i'd don't want to hurt my body on my car either so i've seen um, sounds I've like seen you need to get another salvage title car yeah right oh man no it sounds like i need to just get someone on my door and get it out of the way get it out of my system yeah the 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 best thing right is the best thing is you want to figure out like what that distance is like you you need to like if you want to start like chasing close like you need to hit somebody like you need to like bump somebody or like just full-on hit them like once you get that out of the way you'll realize like i guarantee you it's going to take you a little bit before you start doing that but like you're going to see pick like once you start tandeming you're going to see pictures and you're going to be like i was on their fucking door bro this shit was yeah. sick and then you're going to see just... pictures and you'll be like hella far away like yeah. it happened to me forever so just skip all that and like don't be like me and waste like four years thinking that you're close and just like find friends and like <laughs> i don't know if, if it if it's like if if you have like a friend who has like a missile car just like drive that and like find that yeah, distance true. you know what i mean like if you're scared to crash your car like you know just... luckily stuff's fixable as well yeah uh, and i'm it, like and... 
I'm definitely getting to the point where I'm more concerned about how the car feels driving rather than how it looks. So I'll, a, I'll definitely, I'll get there. I'll get there. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good point. I mean, you want to look sick though. Like, yeah, true. There's a balance, <laughs> but uh, that's my, that's my goal though, is to uh, get some damage on some fenders and get over fenders and everything. So I could uh, look even sicker down the road <laughs> at this point it's only like it's only time it's only money like you know if if you're not at like a point where you can ball out and like fix it you know like dude i've done hell if i hate fiberglass but i could do it you know like yeah yeah like you know now i'm like i'll just give it to my friend and be like hey man dude, please <laughs> like, shout out fucking phil slow body dude thank you <laughs> i hate doing fiberglass yeah i need the fiberglass plugged in yeah i mean i don't have anything fiberglass yet but whenever it yeah. comes down the road i mean yeah i mean when you when you spend more time doing it like the more time the more time you work on the car the more time you like feel comfortable like you're like all right if i fuck this up like i can fix it you know like if you're like fuck if i fuck this up i'm gonna have to like do i take it to a body shop do i like call my friend like yeah like where do i where do you know what i mean like so as time goes on it's like all that stuff kind of just gets easier you're like oh i just i know what i know what color code uh is i know what rust-oleum color is really close to this color code. Like, <laughs> I just spray it down yeah that's funny i'm like I feel like lately with how much time we've had, like YouTube's been my best friend. I feel like you can really learn anything off of YouTube. So yeah, if I'm ever in that situation, I'm sure I could find an easier solution and just figure it out myself. And as much as it might suck, get it out of the way to where I'm at least confident or I know I can fix it down the road. So is your car a 350 or 370? It's a 50, but it's a 2008, so it's the one with the HR motor nice. guy. Sick. So High rev. It's, yeah. Things fun, dude. I love it. It's so awesome. It's very, very stock motor, but it's uh, more than enough power to oh, have yeah. fun for sure. It's like, those, like, those VQs are perfect. I drove uh, Rich Whiteman. His name's Rich Whiteman. He's going to prospect this year but he he let me drive his it's like a stock 350z with welded and angle and i was like dude this car's fucking awesome yeah no i seriously i'm like i mean i really haven't driven in like any other chassis uh i think i've driven like a stock kas14 or like slid that around it's way harder to drift in my car but um yeah dude that's like the way it transitions and everything like i don't know if it's the wheelbase or what but after uh especially after getting like an angle kit i ended up getting kind of hooked up with some gk tech stuff so i have like the angle kit and all like the arms and the rear so it's pretty like pretty set up and it's it's crazy how much better it feels now like how controlled it feels it's it's awesome i love it i just like I really, really enjoy driving that thing. And it's like, should, I, uh, have, have you driven, have you driven uh horse thief? At, uh, no, dude. I actually, um, I went to like, I got invited to the grid life thing that they had not too long ago. 
and Sick. I I drove three hours out there through a set of spares in the hatch and when I got there my wheel bearing on the left was like left rear was completely shot like car would be on the ground and you could like wiggle it side to side up and down like all, everything and I I like could feel it on the drive there like it almost felt like a wobbly alignment or something like yeah so I, I kind of just blew it off whatever didn't even think much of it and I just didn't even take my car out at all so uh that's the only time I went out there, but just for driving three hours somewhere and like risking, I don't know what kind of damage a wheel bearing would do, like drifting uh, or whatever. Wheel, the wheel will come off. It could it be that bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. what you're probably I'd, smart there. I would, <laughs> I would yeah. have been SOL if I were to be trying to slide that thing three hours away from home and not be trying to, pay to have that thing towed so i played it safe just hung out and that was actually where i got to uh drive one of the little s14s <laughs> just on a little balcony area but balcony is fun it's yeah. got some good lines yeah it's cool i did it, i think uh the dude it was like a drift class thing and they just had a little like school cars and i think his name was naoki um mm. but he just like had cones set up and I was like kind of pretended like I was drifting or like learning or whatever. And he was like, Oh, you've done this before. <laughs> so I didn't like, I didn't get to actually drive like the normal layouts. It was kind of more just like doing circles and figure eights and that kind of thing. But it was like, at least I still got to have a little bit of fun out there. It wasn't like I just drove out there to hang out all day, even though it was still just cool hanging out and like all the FD guys were there and stuff too. So seeing them drive horse thief is insane yeah horse thief is horse thief is really fun like the elevation change like did you get to ride in any cars on horse thief or no i had the opportunity to but i ended up shooting back home because i was worried about traffic mm. so, which i ended up getting stuck in traffic it took like four hours to get home but <laughs> it was a bad wheel bearing yeah <laughs> i mean luckily i was going slow <laughs> that's the like first initial part of the drive when i was going down the hill like every time i'd go like through a right right bend i could feel it kind of just like swaying a little bit it was freaking me out but it made it home did it we did it but i've I'd, I'd driven a horse thief on the simulator yeah, the <laughs> elevation in 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 uh in person is like pretty crazy like you, like, you got to down. drive it hmm? have you driven it mm-hmm. yeah i've driven nice. like four times i think nice yeah the the downhill is is pretty gnarly like yeah you, that that seems scary i think i know commit. it yeah you like can't lift you just have to go in and transition like full <laughs> throttle it's pretty fun though it's like it's it's like a really good um it like it like forces good driving technique because it teaches you like you can like no lift transition when you're going like downhill and stuff and then it yeah. also teaches you like the timing and stuff like because if you if you e-brake too hard coming down the hill you don't have the momentum unless you got like a bunch of power so it's it's a good it's like a really good course i mean you have like a bunch of really great courses for learning technique like apple nice. valley is awesome and i'd definitely check out horse thief 
Yeah, I think like driving on something with elevation would be like a big change for me because I've literally like the only two tracks I've driven are pretty much just flat for the most part. And it's like they like are pretty open, but like, I don't know, I'm in second gear most of the time other than the entry at Grange. So it's kind of like they're more just seem technical to me. So it would be cool. I feel that horse thief is a lot faster. So it'd be, it'd be nice to experience that one. Definitely plan on it. Bummed I didn't get to, but I'm sure I'll have another chance someday. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll catch the invite, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. And hopefully yeah. I make it home that day too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I get the like I get the like tandeming getting home thing. My fir- my very first drift event, I like bent a tie rod like my first lap out. And I kind of just was like, uh, I like barely knew how to work on cars at the time and I'm like, uh, I think I can like bend it back or some does someone have one? So I was like asking around and I like got another one to like drive home and I put I lost the nut for the outer tie rod and oh god. Like, like put a lug nut on there and just like drove it home all fucked up. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's funny. I like at the last event, I just went to one like a few days ago or actually yeah, on the seventh. And uh I don't know if you know like who the team Hoochie dudes are, but uh dude Russell Baldwin he was out there and I guess like third lap in ended up breaking a tie rod. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's all good. I got a welder. I'm just going to, like, he, like, welded a fucking wrench in between this tie rod and, like, went back out on track and was driving. And I was like, that's one way to do it. That's insane. So I've definitely seen that in other people. It seems like tie rods are probably, like, the most common thing that go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, always got to always have some spare ones. On the, yeah. like, I don't those dudes have BMWs, right? That's pretty like uncommon. Yeah, I yeah. I don't he's in the 46. Yeah, I don't mess I don't bend tie rods very often, so it must have done something wild. Yeah, I I don't actually I think they might have hit each other, possibly. That'll I'm not do too it. sure. Yeah, that'll they, do it. <laughs> they were I just remember watching them. They were like first cars out on the track in the day, and like they were getting so close. So I'm sure that would have been it, but I don't know for sure. I missed it. Either way, those dudes are sick to watch. They're good drivers. You just got to get to start doing the tandem, man. Why not? Yeah, no, I want to. And it's like, even on like the sim, like I'm pretty comfortable doing it on the simulator. But, and I've like kind of tandem with my buddy Ethan a little bit at Adams, but it was like, I always let him follow. And I just gave him a little bit of space, but yeah, I'll do it. I definitely feel like that's like my next step. I'm like comfortable enough to where I feel like I can correct something to prevent hitting someone. I like to think that at least, but <laughs> I definitely, uh, it, I, I want to chase for sure. Is that like weird at all? No. That's what I, everyone wants to do. Yeah, because I definitely <laughs> like I don't want to make a mistake and someone be behind me. So because I've already kind of done that. Like a few few events or actually like last year, 
uh, one of my buddies like has like a pro-am ls240 and mm-hmm. we were like out on the skid pad at grange and out he was like let's do figure eights like yeah you lead whatever and this was before i had the hydro set up i had like this weird kind of like handle thing i made from this like just piping thing and it was all like hose clamped to my e-brake and uh I went to go like yank it and he was following behind me and I ended up spinning out. And I just remember like stopping and looking behind me and he's just like fully coming at me and like ended up crunching his whole door, like into my rear wheel. So that was the the first little love tap my car got. So the body of my car isn't perfect. It's on its way to becoming a pretty legit drift car. <laughs> but after that, I was like, yeah, like I don't think I want to lead at all. I would way rather way rather follow someone so i mean that's a good place to start yeah i also like i think the track would be a little bit better too just having it's like a little bit more of a line to follow really rather than just like figure eights on a skid pad i guess but yeah we'll get there i plan on it yeah you'll get like you'll get to a point eventually i mean you if you if you want to you'll get to a point where you'll like, you'll feel like, like, I don't ever, I don't run a rear view mirror in my car. Uh, Cause like, I don't want to know how close they are like going down the front straight. Oh like, yeah. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to like, look, I don't want to like look back and see their car right there. Cause it yeah, like, cause it like psych adds, yourself it, out. Yeah. It adds pressure. So like, I don't run a rear view mirror. So like, yeah. I'm like, uh, wherever they are, they are, you know what I mean? And you like throw it in and if they're right there, you're like sick. But if like, you know, I'm not like thinking about it, you know? Yeah. I guess I actually had someone like following me at an event once and it was like, I didn't even like talk to them at all prior, like barely even knew the kid, but he just like got up on me and I was like driving and I looked back and he's like, don't fucking look back at me. He was like, <laughs> yeah, look yeah, forward. Yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> i was yeah. like oh shit <laughs> like it kind of made me realize like all right just do your thing like you need to be paying attention like fully aware of what you got going on in front of you if someone's behind you so yeah i mean you can like glance and stuff but like if you're like looking for a while <laughs> like I, I think i'm i think i'm at the point where like i can look and like you know just like you know wave or whatever like yeah. you know yeah, you're way more comfortable than me i'm like yeah <laughs> but yeah like starting out yeah don't look back because then like then the car does like weird stuff like it'll start to like it'll yeah. get offline Cause Cause i believe like, that like your car goes where you're looking like mm-hmm. same thing with like a bike really like body follows wherever you're looking interesting so it is, so there are some similarities yeah but yeah man i mean just yeah you'll get there if yeah. if if you want you know oh i definitely want to i definitely want to i just got to get it out of the way you know Need more events in my life. Need more tires more than anything. <laughs> I hear that. I fucking hear that. <laughs> I'm always like, like the last event I went to, I just brought one set of wheels and I just try to make that one set last as long as possible. Which is like, yeah. so I'm pretty surprised at how long a set will last with the Z. Like, yeah. decent alignment. And I don't know. Ended up having to run a little bit higher air pressure too because I feel like the, did the new pavement at, Apple Valley seem like really grippy to you. Um, I on the first day, like on the day where they kind of like just finished it and they had like the grand opening, it was really icy. 
and then they sealed the track and then it got pretty grippy. So they sealed it and then they've had a bunch of events and now there's a bunch of rubber down and it's definitely grippier, but it saves tires. Yeah, that's that's probably what it was. Then if you if you run lower tire pressure, the tires actually last a little longer. So like you want to find like that right that like perfect that perfect spot where like you're not fighting the car, but you're not just like spinning the tires off really easily yeah that makes sense yeah and then like the less e-brake you use the longer the tires will last because they like flat spot less yeah so learning we, like, about that too <laughs> yeah. yeah we you know like we, we're on a budget you know all of us so all those little tips help yeah i think how much like is your what is done to the motor of your car is it pretty much just like stock motor that comes in it no i have a i have a one jz Oh my god! No, I'm but totally it's, wrong. But it's, <laughs> it's it's a stock one JZ with a stock turbo that's been modified, so like the the like wheel is a little bit bigger, and it's just running E85. And so you, you know how much like power you might be putting down, estimated. It makes it makes 340 wheel, 365 foot pounds of torque. Ooh, that's it's nice. Three, yeah, so it's it's decent. Yeah. But I mean, like my car probably for the last three years, I didn't have a tune and I only ran like nine pounds of boost before. So it, it probably made like VQ numbers. So, I mean, like if you keep the, if you keep the horsepower down, like you don't go through hella tires, it's, it's a really good to learn with like low power. Like you're, I mean, and like a VQ is like debatably like high power compared to like when i was starting like low power was like k's you know yeah yeah and like if somebody had an sr it was like damn you know yeah like a stock sr people were like whoa dude you got hella power you know and then like now it's like 300 is like not that much you know it's kind of crazy so yeah 300 is enough for me i wouldn't mind having like a little bit more like 350 is probably awesome feeling but then again, like you're saying, tire life and everything too. For these like for these short tracks and stuff too, man, like 300 is perfect. Like you're like it, you have you have like a really good setup to just like progress for a while. Would and you then, say that a stock VQ block is like decent enough power for horse thief? Horse thief, thief, thief. Because for sure, it seems like so much faster. Yeah, you could do it. I mean, have you drifted in third yet? uh just just the entry that's pretty much it yeah you can i mean you can spin third with a vq for sure especially at hr yeah. i mean like they i think you can get don't they have like you can tune the ecus on those right yeah they have like the up rev tune and stuff like i've considered doing it but it's just been kind of like <laughs> one thing one extra thing that i need to do i've just been kind of lazy I feel like I don't necessarily need it, but been been meaning to. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you'd definitely be able to spin third with that. I think you can spin third because I, I drove one with like 260. Like, I don't know what size tire you run, but I drove one. I drove this. The one I drove, I think, was stock with 265s. And it, yeah. it can spin third with like, you know, a couple clutch kicks here and there. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just run like 245, 40. Seems to be like that's a good size. Pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. 18. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. Some good options in that size. You're uh yeah. you're not like all like everyone's running 265s now and you can't get them anywhere. So yeah. I've I'm like on the weird setup. I got that like and then run like I kind of run like a weird squared setup so I can just like rotate front and back or whatever pretty easily. But it's like street kind of strange having yeah, it's just weird having like ten and a half on the front kind of <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean it's like can fit them, man. yeah like it fits it doesn't look too bad and like i barely grind a tie rod a little bit here and there <laughs> but it's like still pretty good <laughs> i don't know i'm like always looking under my car every time i go out like double check make sure everything's tied under the front and then like see if there's any grinding wheel rubbing stuff but i mean it seemed to be doing good so i'm not not too worried about it i don't know the z stuff super well but if I feel like running maybe a smaller front wheel and tire might help you out, but I don't know the Z stuff that well. Just yeah. for like steering input, because sometimes like a bigger wheel makes the car like the steering wheel not move as quick. Kind of sluggy almost, like yeah. or because I definitely have that feeling where I, I, it feels like I need to force it a little bit more to like throw the car kind of. So that would yeah. make sense, but I'm also like getting used to how that feels too and am kind of adjusted to it so yeah man just keep it simple for now like run run the basic stuff whatever you have just like run that and like don't change a bunch of shit and just like keep getting better with what you have and then like over time you'll realize like oh shit i need to change this you know or like uh oh okay like i think this does this because of this like i always made the mistake when i was you know my first like few years of drifting I would just, I would do an event and I'd be like, that doesn't feel right. And like change something. And then I go to the next event and I wasn't like able to progress. Cause I was always learning the car every time I drove it. So I think you're making yeah. the right call. Just like keeping it simple. Yeah. I'm doing it the most budget way as possible right now with changing yeah. as little <laughs> as possible. <laughs> but I just got my, my uh, hands dipped into too much stuff right now. It's like not only with like the bike stuff, but then buying a dirt bike as well. And, yeah cars on top of that and i'm just uh it's a cool ass life kinda, could be yeah worse. no I, <laughs> I love it i just like having fun i like toys and it's cool yeah. but well i fucking yeah i look forward to i look forward to you you know getting comfortable tandeming come tandem with us you know be good, yeah man. do you guys uh have any more plans or coming back down this way anytime soon uh Maybe I'll let you know. Yeah, right keep now. me updated. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. But anytime. Uh, I'm. I mean, my schedule's been pretty free for the most part lately, so Sick. I'm always down to send it out to to Apple Valley or. Yeah, and if you're driving, dude, really. I'm, I'm. I'd be happy to like. You know, not everybody wants pointers from me because you know, like, I may not be the fucking best, but uh, <laughs> I'm happy to like give you some, give you some fucking input or whatever. I appreciate it. I'll take all I can get at this point. Really. <laughs> yeah, man. Cool. Well, I think it's like, it's been like, I don't know. I think it's been like an hour and a half or something, dude. You want to call it? You good? Like, yeah, I mean, I got a burrito right here that I'm just looking at. Oh yeah, dude. No, if you got a burrito, you got to get to it. I didn't even realize it's almost eight. I'm about to have to cook some dinner for myself and my girl. Yeah. Dude, thank so. you for doing this, man. 
Yeah, awesome. No worries. I appreciate you having me on here. It's cool getting to chat and kick it. Yeah. Talk car stuff. Yeah. I'm not very uh like I said, I don't really know too much about the whole scene and everything. I don't really know too much about what I'm doing. I just know I enjoy it. <laughs> well, we're we're happy to have you. You know, any any like any uh any positive influence on the on the community we're happy about. So Oh yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Thank you.